This episode is brought to you by SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online, it's just click, send, and save for as low as $4.99. That's $4.99 a month. Try it for free for 30 days and get a free 10-pound scale when you visit pb.com slash TMS. That's pb.com slash TMS. Coming up on TMS, Brian ruins Scott's grandpa moment. My favorite flavor is burnt. Your liver and all other organs, except one, are unisex. What else can KFC shove chicken in between? <laughs> Japanese Texas toast. The slightly irregular Hemsworth. Turtlegasm. Ah, therapy Thursday and more <laughs> on this episode of The Morning Stream. I have a Guinness World Records title for most toothpicks in a beard. Do I have butt lice? That's a secret I'll never tell. The Morning Stream. You're soaking in it. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the morning stream. It is Thursday, September 19th, and it is 2019. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian Ibbett. Hello, Scott. Happy uh, last day. Did you, did you, uh, did we enjoy our palindromic uh, date? I did. Range. Yeah. Today's the last day of our palindromic dates. It bums me out a little because I feel like I didn't celebrate didn't it enough. Of it? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, what well, does one do to take advantage of your palindr- palindromic week other than mention it? What do you do? Hmm. Sure. Well, this is the this is the uh, the last day, but it's also the best day because it's nine one nine one nine. Yeah, that's palind that's palindromic as hell and back. And it's talk like a pirate day. Yar. <laughs> oh, it is today. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, then just tell me to do an Irish accent, and then I'll do a pirate because that, that's what it turns out. <laughs> that's your that's your. Uh, so if my my Ken Kratz sounds like my, uh, no, what is it? My Vince Gilligan sounds like my, my, uh, uh, Star Trek dude. Uh, Star Trek dude. Gene Roddenberry, oh, Gene Roddenberry. sounds like my, yeah. Like, <laughs> your Irish guy sounds like your, yeah. your uh, pirate guy. Yeah, basically. I don't know why I do that, but it happens every time. Uh, well, good. It's yeah. a it's a holiday I used to claim to hate, but compared to May the Fourth be with you, I prefer it. Right. I just, I just don't like. Yeah, it kind of that May the Fourth be with you is kind of um, elevated everything else mm-hmm. because it, it's so horrible. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> I'd much I'd much rather celebrate, you know, May twenty third when the movie came or twenty fifth. I'm sorry, when the movie came out, the first movie came out. Yeah, yeah, May the twenty fifth, Star Wars Day. Just call it National Star Wars Day. Because the other thing, the other thing just sounds like you're slurring your words. May the fourth be with you. It sounds like you can't say force. Right. It's annoying. Exactly. It's annoying. Stop doing that, everybody. Exactly. Get your midichlorians in in check. Knock it off. (laughs) Uh, Be a person. And and your name is Anakin. That's right. (laughs) Poor Anakin. Uh, Hey, he doesn't like sand. So gritty in his feet or whatever he says. Gets in everything. (laughs) You can't get it out of your Jedi it's underwear. Balma is going to win the race, Anakin. <laughs> I put all my money on Balma. <laughs> you do him pretty good. If that <laughs> mo- if that movie was any good, it would be a way better reference. You know what I mean? Like people would <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. People people would see <laughs> people it more often. Been scared away by the Phantom Menace than uh, yeah, it feels yeah. it feels about right. 
Uh, <laughs> hey, I got a. We got a. We got these people who keep like writing in, which I love uh, about things we talk about because sometimes we just throw stuff out of our butts like we don't know what we're talking about, you know, or we or we'll we'll talk about a subject we don't have any real expertise in, and so somebody will, you know, pull up to the curb and go, yo yo yo, you got that wrong. Here's what's here's what's up. Right. Uh, John G is one of those guys, and this is about self-driving cars and it's kind of in a response to dude yesterday who says that he never wants to stop driving because he loves the experience of driving and uh, this guy says hi scott i am one of those people who is not a car person at all there is no thrill at all to being the one in control of the wheel i cannot wait until self-driving cars just drive around the city when you need one and press a button on your app or whatever I cannot wait to be chauffeured all the time, everywhere, and never, ever, ever again have to drive around in circles forever looking for parking. Being able to look out the window on a long drive while my auto drive car is doing 168 miles an hour down the AI-controlled highway sounds like bliss to me. <laughs> Unfortunately, for the guy who wrote in and is going to have a bad time when, he get, uh, when we get these, uh, his prediction that we can have both is probably wrong. First of all, the market for owning cars is based on mass consumption of cars that people own. You take that away even a little bit, and the cost of buying a car to own will skyrocket pretty quick. It's true. Like, suddenly it becomes a boutique mm-hmm. sort of thing. It's like buying vinyl. You're going to pay more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It says, let's uh, wrap it up. Uh, okay. And then he says, as soon as we start approaching decent saturation of auto drive vehicles, we don't personally own, uh, but ta- taxi us around wherever we want to go. Most, most likely, human drivers will be outlawed. Uh, we can't have the AI-controlled highway that has the ability to, to know where everything is around it uh, and be able to know where it will be one millisecond in the future continuously goes out the window and you have a bunch of human drivers on the road with you. That's true. I, I mean, in theory, that's true, whether this all happens or not. It totally is. Yeah. I, you know, you can have the – I mean, basically, it's like having a, uh, a clean room where you're doing your doing your science. Right. As soon as one germ gets into your clean room, it's not a clean room anymore. No. So you can't have a self-driving car world with one guy who's driving around, I'm taking my own car. It's a, ger- it's a germ room after that. That's what that is. <laughs> exactly. He yeah. says – he does say this at the end, though, adding an extra edit- a letter to the alphabet, though, I am going to be – uh, exactly that angry old man. So he's not into that idea of adding a new letter. <laughs> so I think we're going to have, I mean, it's, it's obviously not going to happen like all at once. We're not going to say, uh, all right, uh, 2025, uh, starting January 1st, no human drivers on the road. No, no human drivers. It's all going to be self-driving cars. You're going to push this button. The car is going to show up to your house, pick you up and take you to the, uh, uh, the, the Piggly Wiggly to yep. the Kroger. <laughs> to a Kroger. Yeah. To the Kroger. Kroger. But it's going to be like, you know, <laughs> all right, so we've got, what, 5%. Um, actually, we've probably got 5% hybrid cars out there right now, right? right probably, Would you yeah. say that's probably a good... Pro- good- probably. I mean, I, who knows? That seems, that seems, in my head, that sounds low. But then somebody else might say, oh, that's not even close to the, where we're at. This was like more like 1%. But yeah. you know, let's say 5 for right. the argument. That's fine. Let's say 5%. And let's say we right now we've got... Um, maybe half a percent of self-driving or cars with self-driving ability. Yeah, um, some capability right or another, sure. Yeah. Right. So, you know, in, in a couple of years, it'll probably be um, 5% with cars that have a self-driving ability and maybe 15% uh, hybrid automobiles or hybrid or all-electric automobiles. I mean, this stuff is gonna is going to slowly build up to the point where probably in our lifetime, we may see... Um, we may see a day when it's 
when all cars that are on the road have the ability to self-drive, right. but people still can have that option to go back and forth. And then maybe 20 years down the line from there, it's going to be all self-driving. Yeah. All and the time. I also have this prediction that the rest of the world will get there quicker than we will. And the reason I think that yeah. is we tend to do innovative things with initial infrastructure. And then when things change, we dig in and get stubborn about what we already have. So the same thing happens with like mm-hmm. copper and phone lines and how slow we were to get yes. up to speed with bandwidth with yeah. bandwidth with with uh with high high speed internet, which we're still kind of, you know, behind the crowd on. Like in a, in a mm-hmm. pretty large percentage way in this country. So it will take longer here to do the stuff we're talking about than anywhere else, I'm almost sure of it. And you're right, it will take forever because so. we just are stubborn bastards, man. We just dig in and we just well, don't want to change. Stubborn, but I think, you know, we it, it's not just the cars. And it's not just the drivers and it's not just the cars we've got to worry about. There's probably a lot of road infrastructure work that, that would need to happen to make this a really intelligent, viable solution. Everything from traffic lights that are communicating with vehicles to um, just the the, you know, the roads themselves and the ability for them to support uh like a train of self-driving cars that all kind of latch onto each other going the same speed yeah i think that's right so it'll be it'll be a long time we'll probably not be around when this fully takes hold but uh right that's fine that's fine our heads will our heads will be in jars i'm in a 3d print mine right now yeah but they're going to (laughs) keep us in some shelf you know like we're not going to be out where we can see stuff that's going to be the bummer if Futurama's yeah, taught me right. anything, all the heads and jars are in like a room just stacked in a sh- you know, a shelf sort of way, and only the popular ones get out. <laughs> They're gonna turn us into hood ornaments on the self-driving cars. So oh, we're just basically man. gonna be in the very front of the vehicle going, ah, ah and in your face like a dog, like oh, with a wind in your face. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm yes. into it. I'm into your uh, I'm into your future. Okay, we got another thing. Perfect. This is on the genre genre thing that we played the other genre. day. Genre. Uh, <laughs> this classical music. Genre. Uh, so we played that clip, and here's what Mrs. Taffy Guy says. On episode 1788, when you played the clip uh, at the end, I was filled with rage. The mom rage when your kid says something 100, ti- 100 times over to annoy you. I was really glad when it finally ended, Mrs. Taffy Guy. Oh, come on. It was okay. Aww. Genre. Come on. Did that, did that bother you, uh, Lois? Lois? Did that bother you, Lois? Lois? Did that bother you, Lois? Do it in the Lois? Doing Lois. the doing the Peter voice and then and then repeat Lois, it. Lois, Lois, <laughs> Lois, Lois, did that bother you? Lois, <laughs> Lois, hey Lois, did that bother Lois? Lois, that's, a, that's actually Lois. a bit they would do on that show. They it would is, do that. One hundred percent is a bit. Oh, that's so funny to me. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Hey uh, Lois, did that bother you? <laughs> <laughs> We're not trying to rub it in, Lois. We just think it's funny. <laughs> um, just ask the fat man. Yeah, exactly. I want to make you guys uh, smile, so I'm going to play this. Ready? Audio. Here's six seconds of things to make you smile. Here you go. Oh, I should I give you some setup here. This is Van. Okay. He already has his favorite book. He's 30 weeks old. What is that? Seven mm, months old? Well, I eight saw months. the little video of this, which is good because I saw this muted. You said he's 30 weeks? He's th- I think, think this week was 30 weeks. He's 12 years old. 12, he's 12 years old, everybody. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Bar mitzvah. Uh, no, he's so he got he has this book he loves, and they read it to him every night. I read it to him one night. It's great, but he doesn't understand it yet. Of course, he's too tiny. He doesn't understand any of these things. But when he sees the book, sure. all he has to do is see you hold it up, and this is the sound he makes. 
<laughs> See how excited he is? Aww. He's jazzed, man. Especially this. If I ever get this excited, <laughs> I want to get that excited about anything anymore. <laughs> you know, that's adorable. Yeah, but I want. I like, need to. I don't know what that, need to find that uh, that that video of the um, the, the the turtle uh, having an orgasm and play that audio because I think. <laughs> Wait, is that what's happening to that turtle? I don't know if that's what's yeah, happening. Yeah, I think it is. is I think it? it totally is, yes. Hold on. <laughs> the one that's going, eh, that one? Yes. <laughs> Hold on. Turtle. This is going <laughs> to. Brian ruins Scott's grandpa moment. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Okay, here. Is it this? Hold on. This turtle's just banging his head against the thing. Here, let's skip ahead here a little. Oh, yeah, this is it. He gets up on the shoe. I hate it. I hate it so bad. Do we need to have a new trivia game? Uh, Turtlegasm or Van sing his book? <laughs> uh, I should make his. I should make my daughter listen to this episode. She would laugh her head off. <laughs> you know what you should do what? is uh, like those videos where uh, uh, you think you're hearing. You know, you're seeing the video of the thing you think you're listening to, and then it switches and then shows you what the vi- the sound is that you're actually listening <laughs> yeah. to. So. Like you know, play the the turtle audio over Van, yeah. and then slowly fade it to the the to, turtle. To the turtle, oh yeah, it'd be a huge internet and then sensation. Show that to Just show that to Taylor, and she would love that. <laughs> what is with what is with turtles? That is so weird, <laughs> right? I know, yeah. I don't like that at all. Maybe the turtle shouldn't make it to the water. Anyway, <laughs> a turtle made, made it, it to, to another water. turtle. Yeah. <laughs> Turtle has achieved orgasm. <laughs> a turtle has achieved a climax. <laughs> oh, blessed be. I hate that lady. Gosh, I hate her. <laughs> oh, you don't hate her. Come I kind of hate her. And now you have the the variation on it, which has helped the crab eat the turtles. Right. That is some twisted a business. crab just ate a stupid turtle. <laughs> that stupid turtle was eaten now. It's an odd thing. All right. Uh, sorry, where was I? Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, back to uh, back to life, back to reality. Here's the here's sure. the thing I wanted to mention before we uh, get going into the news today. And Wendy's on today, everybody. Yep. We got a cool topic coming up. Yay! She apparently went to a live podcast last night, and I don't know what that means, but she'll explain it. And it's about tribalism and mm. uh, in a positive way. So we'll we'll get to all that later. Uh, KFC. So you know you know they make the chicken there, right? Yes. Yes. You got the kernel. You got the 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 seven spices or whatever it is. Which Eleven herbs and spices oh, that make you crave it for nightly, jackass. <laughs> right, I forget. Everything I learned, I should have learned from how I <laughs> axe murdered your mother. <laughs> what is it? What's it called? So I, so I married a max. So I married an axe murderer. That's yeah. it. Okay. Should never start a sentence What's with this so. Eleven herbs and spices with those wee beady eyes that make you crave it for nightly, jackass. Heath, head, move. <laughs> uh, so anyway... That's oh, such a dumb movie, but he's so good in that one part. Yeah, he really is. You know what it's like? It's like Eddie Murphy in um, Dr. Not Dr. Doolittle. Um, what's the one where he has the, the flubber, family? Uh, oh, the flu- The one where he gets skinny. Nutty no. Professor? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, uh, Nutty Professor. That's it. Nutty Professor. 
So he's got all the family, the Hercules, Hercules, and the and the oh, that. Yeah. Right. All of those moments Crux, are amazing. The They're hilarious. The guys in the barbershop, which are all him, all funny. Mm-hmm. The movie itself, mm-hmm. eh. And that's how I feel like So I Married an Axe Murderer. Everything's funny when the dad's talking. Everything else is kind of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, I mean, Mike Myers, uh, his his beat poetry stuff. And uh, yeah. it's funny because I, I put, I, I mix some stuff up in there. It's not Tia Carrera in that film. It's... Um, uh, oh my God! What was her name? She was such a she was such a big thing in the '90s with so many movies all coming out around the, uh, the same time. Flambe Williamson. No. Yes, that's it. Flambe Williamson. Uh, uh, wait, this is from Toy so Married an Axe Nancy Tra- Nancy Travis. Yes. Oh, Nancy Travis. I remember her. Yeah. She was fantastic, and she was she, she had that you know that woman next door quality, and she was in everything. Uh, Three Men and a Baby, this Internal Affairs. Oh yeah, uh, I liked the her. Vanishing. She's great. Yes. She is great. Yes. Ooh, look at her now. She is a lovely woman. She is. Yes. She's beautiful, but she's you know Hollywood likes to kick you out if you're old and female. They like to do that. Okay. Well, they kick you. You kick you into uh, cable. Oh, that's she's true. On, that's she's true. on that Mr. Mercedes show that I think we talked about. Uh, oh, we should be watching that. We should be. Because and that's the a method she's on. That's a uh, uh, that's a Stephen King joint that uh, Mr. Mercedes uh, mm-hmm. uh, says mm-hmm. his mystery or no his uh, crime novel he made. It doesn't have any no supernatural anything in it, just crime novel business. Really? Yeah, it's very good. It's very very. Well, good. why would I want to read that? I read Stephen King for the supernatural crap. Yeah, and the bad endings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why does it seem like? Sorry, I just noticed this. Also, she was also in yeah. a bunch of years of the Last Man Standing thing with. Uh, yeah. Tim the Toolman Taylor, whatever. Uh-huh. It seems like everybody's in that show that I look up names for. It's like, oh, who's this person? Oh, like as I'm watching that, I'm, <laughs> that unbelievable show. And that girl, the girl in that is in Last Man Standing. This lady here, she's in Last Man Standing. Everybody's in that. I've never seen it. I don't even know when it's on. Where is it gotten from? Is it any good? I don't know a thing about it. It's still on. Yeah. I don't know. It's a uh, Fox. It's uh, it's on Fox. I've never seen a single episode of it, but, um, and I want to say, isn't this the one that takes place in Colorado? He works at like the Cabela's or something out here. Oh, is that how that is? I don't and know. He's, he's super conservative and his family's super liberal or uh, again, I might be confusing things completely, but well, he's standing there with a fishing pole, a fish on it and a vest. Oh, he's Nancy Travis is like his wife in this. Like that's a major yeah, role for her. Yeah. Okay, that's a major All role. Right. All right. And uh, Hector Elizondo is on this, and uh, uh, it's a bunch of other people we don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Well, all right. This has been a good experiment. Anyway, what was I? What was my point? <laughs> Where was I going with that? Oh, KFC. We're back to KFC. KFC. Oh, KFC. Cheese Louise. Wow. Uh, so KFC is testing uh, a new chicken donut sandwich, and I thought this would be a good place to talk about this. So, uh, a okay. donut sandwich consisting of a donut and then chicken and then a donut. So the bread, mm-hmm. sure. uh, the bun business is a donut, as you can see in that link. Oh, and I'm looking at the photo, and it's basically those are, those are. Total Krispy Kreme donuts. Uh, they look like it to me. Yeah. Uh, would you? I mean, do they say are they Krispy Kreme in here? I mean, no, they, they I don't sure see look. Kreme like mentioned it. at all, but um, but those look exactly like uh, 
exactly. Crispy cream. Crispy. Crispy cream. Crispy cream. Crispy cream. I like that. Crispy cream. <laughs> says move over Chick Fil A and Popeyes. KFC may have taken the battle of chicken to a new level. Fast food chicken uh, uh, joint announced it is testing a fried chicken sandwich with glazed donut as their bun. Customers can choose a chicken and donut. You know, it kind of. I'll bet it's kind of a. a Waffle, chicken and waffles vibe. Yeah, think? chicken and waffles. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. the sweet and salty uh, uh, stuff goes well together. Chicken and waffles, salted caramel, stuff like that. So, I mean, I can see this being this being popular. Um, do you think they're going to run out mysteriously uh, as soon as the popularity? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's a good question, right? Like somebody was yeah. saying to me yesterday, they think that um, the neighbor. I can't remember who told me this. Somebody thinks that the Popeyes thing and our Popeye's employee can call or email in and confirm this or deny this but says that it's a big conspiracy it was just they're 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 faking the shortage to build up interest and I don't think that's Mm -hmm. true you want to sell chicken sandwiches you want to make money so if you don't have the stuff to sell what are you doing like you have all the PR you need you're fine I think they really are because people aren't talking about it anymore right and and you know if this was their game they they had a nice little burst of popularity when they didn't have them available. Yeah. But now you don't hear anybody talking about them anymore. And, and it does make me uh, question, do they, do they have them now? Like, can I, <laughs> now that I say there's no interest, I'm kind of interested. Uh, do they have them now? Uh, I mean, are they available? <laughs> I would eat one today. I went over there the other day. They yeah. were still out. Um, they didn't have any on Monday. I guess it was that I went by there. Okay. So I don't know what they're doing, but I don't think there, there's no artificial scarcity here because what's the point? You're past mm-hmm. your you're past your viral moment anyway. You want to sell chicken sandwiches. There's no money being made by going. Nah, we're still out. Mm-hmm. Isn't that yep. cool? Exactly. No, nobody makes money with that. So anyway, right. Here's the thing with this donut deal. A, yep. no, it won't sell out. B, right. It sounds like a bad idea. And C, wait, did I already say C. Fine. No, you haven't said C. Oh, yeah, I said B. Uh, C, I'm going to eat one. I'm going to get one and talk about it on the show. That's what we're going to do. Cool. Yeah. So PGH Fur in the chat room says they're testing them in Pittsburgh. That's one of the cities that they're testing. They get Pittsburgh and a couple cities in Virginia, Richmond and Norfolk. Um, uh, PG Fur says, PGH Fur says, I had one. It's pretty good. Really? Yeah. Okay. How do you, do you feel all sticky when you hold it? Cause you got to hold that. You got to hold that sticky ah, bun. See, that's, yeah, exactly. It, it they better serve it with like a uh, like a burger diaper, you know. Like Red Robin has the burger diaper. <laughs> I've never heard it called the burger diaper. That's amazing. The burger diaper. That's yeah, totally it's, what it is. You know, it's a paper diaper for your burger so that uh, stuff doesn't fall out of it. Nailed it. Um, Nailed it. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> burger diaper diaper burger yeah. <laughs> from Carl's Jr. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, the. Uh, um, but anyway, that's that's the way I'd want to eat it. Like, give me some paper between my fingers and the um, the glaze on the donut. Yeah, I need some protection. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Give me a I burger exactly. condom. Yeah. Burger uh, lactic. Anyway, <laughs> they, they uh, let's see. Richmond, Virginia, and Pittsburgh and Norfolk, Virginia, are all getting it. Did I almost swear? I almost swore, didn't I? Okay. Almost. I think. Uh, Did I let it right out? Little- a little careful uh, work in audacity, and uh, I really did. I said "nor" and then the F word, didn't I? You know what? For fun, yeah, hold it's, on. It's Norfolk. I'm gonna go. I want to go like, with a uh, a long O. I would have said that too 
but I don't know. And obviously, I didn't say yeah. that. I said it. So did I actually say it right? Which is the ultimate irony here. Did I say it right? Yeah, you might have actually said it right. So it's Norfolk. <laughs> well, that was a little bit better. That didn't seem as short you sounding as the previous one. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Are they? Oh. <laughs> they say it's right. Yeah, okay. and Zoe's right. actually saying that's the way. Uh, that's the way you say Norfolk in the uh, in the UK. Oh right, because I, it. I can't bring myself to do it. I it, can't. Which is hilarious, because Brian can drop an F. I've heard it. He can go. Oh yeah. He yeah, can let I loose. Can he can drop that F hard. Started. Yeah, but for some reason we're all in. Only, only after, uh, only in the like after twelve. There's no F bombs before twelve. Do in, you, my, in my house. Let me ask you this. Actually, that's a really good question. Just like yeah. you know, some people won't drink in the morning, or it's you know, it seems unseemly sure. to do that, or whatever. Are there other things that you're like, I just can't do that in the morning, but the rest of the day is open. Like, does he have anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, like uh, certain foods. I wouldn't do sushi before before lunchtime. Oh, like that morning sounds sushi horrible, doesn't does it? Not, doesn't that sound it awful? It does, yeah. Or a steak. You know, like the places Ugh. that do like uh, breakfast, eggs and steak. Yeah. Or like uh, even even chicken fried steak and eggs. That's, you know, that's, a, that's offered by every single diner you go to. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Yeah. To me, that yeah, always seemed I, like lunch to me a little bit, you know? Like, yeah, and a lot of people are saying in the chat room, "Oh, it's great! I love steak and eggs. It's great." But uh, uh, I don't know why a big, thick, juicy steak first thing in the morning does not—it doesn't appeal to me. I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Uh, chicken, chicken and waffles I, also feels like lunch. I think what we're saying is, don't load like, up on the meat in the morning. Is what we're saying. Don't do that. Right. But a breakfast burrito? Hey, you know, give me a breakfast taco. Tacos, burritos, morning food—totally fine with this. Yeah, those are good. Um, what uh, Leninade says, sushi for breakfast sounds great, light and fresh. Ugh. When we were in Japan, I'm trying to remember, we, there wasn't sushi, but there was, I mean, you did get uh, rice with your with your Japanese breakfast. There was eggs, rice, thick, oh, this great bread, uh, really thick, like white bread, sliced white bread that, that uh, uh, butter, perfect, like baked in there. I can't even think of what that stuff is called but it is so freaking amazing probably Wish- lo- loaded with uh, eggs and stuff in it probably probably yeah. yeah yes um yeah i mean it's like a texas toast but it's japanese it, it doesn't taste like any texas toast i've ever had here in america yeah. or texas for yeah. that matter or texas yeah. <laughs> or texas yeah. uh i love some but, texas uh, toast but what but you're describing we, sounds amazing yeah i don't think we had any sort of raw fish with our our japanese breakfast i don't do that in the morning it's not good in the morning that's a bad idea yeah i mean i can maybe understand like a leftover vegas roll in the fridge or something you're just like i need something quick before i get on the bus like maybe that i probably could do that yeah it's like pizza or something but how do you feel about we've never talked about this how do you feel about breakfast at dinner like a big breakfast dinner oh love breakfast Breakfast for three meals a day, I totally fine with. Love. Same. I mean, eggs, bacon, all that stuff totally works for me. Yeah. Coats from Home brings this thing up. He says, have you all seen that cooking video with the one pan egg sandwich? Did you see this? No. What is this? Okay. All right. Pass this, it over. I, Give me a link. Yeah, let's find this link because it's mind-blowing. We got to describe it for the audio <laughs> listeners, too. All right. Um, one pan egg sandwich. This thing is... Um, where is the video? Let's see. Oh, shoot, I saw Alex uh, Albisu posted this yesterday oh, on YouTube or on uh, Facebook, and I'm not seeing 
Um, Usually the chat room solves this by now. I know, I know. I'm looking for, because I'm looking for a video of it and I can't find one. Um, That's making me hungry just thinking about it. Because, you know, I don't eat till. Oh, did Alex post it on Twitter? We might be able to find it that way. It is Twitter, yeah. I don't eat till 11, so this is making me so hungry now. Right. I mean, I'll describe it while we're looking for somebody to find it. Yeah. You take and you... uh, you you get your skillet. You put some butter in the bottom. All right. Yeah. Then you uh, you whip up your eggs. You drop your eggs into the pan. Let them start cooking. Okay. So far so good, right? You've yeah. got a you know the the base of your pan now is is full of a, a layer of uh, scrambled egg. Sure, it makes then sense. Then you take your two pieces of bread. Yeah. You put them on top of the eggs in the skillet, and you take uh, you take your uh, fork and you kind of like get some of that egg mixture on top of the bread as well. Okay. All right. right. Let that stuff cook for a few minutes. Get nice and and firm. Take your spatula, flip the whole thing over so that you've got the two pieces of bread now are on the bottom Mm -hmm. with the eggs cooking on top of them. Okay. All right. Let those cook for a minute. You flip over. So now you've got the two pieces of bread and kind of the egg in a a halo around the, the bread as well. Okay. You flip the the part of the eggs that's cooked on top of the the bread part mm-hmm. on both sides and then and then you flip one piece of bread on top of the other so the egg is now intermingled with the bread but the bread is on the outside oh here we go here's here's a link here's a link yeah i found it i saw it in the chat you found it. okay oh my gosh i'm watching it now <laughs> What? This is a great idea. I know. I know. I want to do this tomorrow. <laughs> oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. So you just put this the pieces is, of bread like back to back, flip it over. And this is right? this then, is happening today. <laughs> this is your lunch. <laughs> I think I might do this for serious. I might do this today for lunch. Kim's out giving plasma yeah. this morning. Um she's so funny. She's like, mm. well, like, why do you like doing that? She goes, I don't know. It feels like it's just like one way I can actually help people. Isn't that funny? Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, well, how do you feel about some stranger walking around with your plasma in him? That's a little weird, isn't it? <laughs> anyway. Nobody <laughs> nobody ever thinks about that. Like, <laughs> No, no one that does. Guy, that guy you pass on the street, he might have your plasma inside him. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what? You never know. Like, what if you're just walking around? I don't know, at the mall and you bump into somebody. Oh, excuse me. No problem. But that little connection you made, turns out that person's got your plasma from like a year ago pumping through their veins. Right. right. Maybe you excuse saved them. Maybe they was just, maybe it was just a, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. But whatever, for some reason, they got you inside of them. <laughs> anyway. So uh, really quickly, back to this egg sandwich thing. The key right here, the key, and this is the part that is going to take some practice, is the flip over. The flip over of that entire ring of egg and bread together, getting it to completely flip over without folding, without breaking, any of that stuff. That's the trick. That's your trick. What's you the, do does, that. Does it say how hot everything? How, how hot to have it? Like, because that seemed important. Like temperature. I do a medium high skillet, and it gets it. You know, gets the eggs to the point where I can I can flip the whole thing over without trying it with bread. I haven't tried it with bread, obviously, but. Oh, uh, man. But you do a medium hot, so if it's if it's a one to ten kind of uh, um, setting, I do about six and a half, seven. Yeah, that's pretty cool. 
And this other and stuff, I'm, I can't tell thing. in this video, but are there other things in that egg? It looks like he's got some green something, some onions might maybe. Be, might be some veggies or something in there. <laughs> All right, I'm making this. this I egg. would sprinkle a little uh, Parmesan cheese maybe in there, but... Uh, JC yeah. Calhoun, you're that shocked about my someone else has your plasma thing? <laughs> Why is he yes. so shocked by that? I am too. I mean, because who don't... What do you care? If, like, what's going to happen with the... Oh, well, the, nothing's going to happen. that's got your plasma. Nothing's going to happen, but it's just weird to think that total strangers could bump into each other and forget about plasma. It'd be blood or an organ or, you know, let's say you gave... <laughs> um, uh, let's say, I don't know, I'm trying to think what you donated. You donated a kidney to science or something. And there's somebody... Sure. You, what if you sat down in like a roller coaster in Disneyland and the guy next to you is the one with your kidney, but you never knew? Like, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Oh, about. well, yeah, it is kind of a cool thing. Yeah. It's not. I don't mean it. In what like, if? What if you knew and he didn't? Yeah, that's even kind of cool. followed him all around Disneyland, <laughs> watching how he treated your kidney. It's even weirder, right? <laughs> even weirder. But I don't. Oh, under, I don't understand what, why he was so shocked. Another by beer? <laughs> you just had a beer back in in, in Scandinavia. Now you're having a beer here yeah. in, in Epcot's UK. How much alcohol are you going to strain through my kidney today? I mean, whoops, <laughs> and then run. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I find that stuff fascinating. I want it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it. Like my dad donated his eyes, his organs, his, I can't remember what all, basically full donor, you know? So somebody someplace has probably got my dad's corneas, as far as I know, which wow. is which is crazy. Look, Jeannie could says in the chat. Could be somebody that's watching us. Could be somebody that's watching us on, uh, on, on the show right now. That's right. Jeannie says, could be watching. she yeah. says the two people's corneas I'm wearing are dead, meaning she had, she had, uh, Cornea oh. transplants as well. See, that's just an interesting thing. Wow, so thing. they're not even, they're two separate corneas from, I mean, they're two, they're corneas from two separate people. They're not even like, they didn't even pull the two corneas from the same person. Right, right. <gasps> Isn't that crazy? I know. And then look at Ashley. She's got a dead person's tendon in her knee, in her right knee. I'm just, I'm not saying well, there's anything weird about it. Like, it's great. I'm saying yeah. if you think about it, if if you could run into the person that you had the thing from, it would just be a crazy moment that you would probably never know. You know? Yeah. Anyway, I'm giving all my stuff up, man. When I die, have it all. Take it. Yeah. Whatever exactly. you need. I'm putting it on I'm putting it on uh Craigslist. Oh yeah, dude. That'd be great. Put Part, it right parting it out. <laughs> <laughs> Put it right. Are people still using Craigslist? I heard that that thing was almost dead because Facebook uh marketplace just killed it. Is that true? I wonder if that's true. Might be. I actually, it's funny you say that. I put something on Facebook Marketplace today, so. Oh, look at you. What, yes. what are you selling? You want to say? It's, it's what I, I, oh, sure. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. The, uh, uh, kind of clean up the basement. I found my old PlayStation 3 Eye of Judgment set. Oh. And I bought a lot of freaking cards for this thing. It was a really cool idea, right? You yeah. have this, this PSI camera pointed at this, at this play mat, and then, these individual trading cards that each had a different character on them, but a little code that the eye would recognize. And when you, you know, when you move the card around, it was like perfect AR. And it would like, you know, move the creature around and they'd be like, Arr! It was cool. It was like Star Wars, the Star Wars chess thing in the Millennium Falcon. 100%. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was a neat was idea. A version of that. So I have the whole thing on there. The game, the, the stand and the camera, the play mat, and easily a couple hundred cards. Wow, you really went all in. I did go all in. I had a blast with that game, but I probably I probably played 10% of those cards. You know, it's like, uh, wow. you get all into it, and then it's like, oh, why did I buy all this crap? Right. <laughs> well, you were hoping it was going to be this hot thing, but that I totally, hoping, I'm not yeah. shocked by this because it seems totally up your alley, yeah. like the neat kind of thing you would be yeah. into. 
It just didn't. This is before Hearthstone and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah. And it was actually my memory was that I'd never played it, but my memory was people liked it generally. Like it was fun. Mm-hmm. But too bad it didn't go. Yeah. Well, it's too bad it's not compatible with uh, the current PlayStation. Or somebody could just say, "Well, I've got a PS4. I'll just play it in there." It's like, you oh, know, no, no yeah. backwards compatibility. But you had to have that camera, right? You had a little tower thing. Yep. The camera, the tower that put it at exactly the right angle. Yeah. I think even the play mat. No, I guess the playmat was just there to like keep you know keep your cards kind of organized as to where they needed to sit. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you need those need those cards. Yeah. I hope if I donate, okay. Let me think of an organ I have. Back to the organ have. donation. Yeah. Yeah, I have a pretty clean. I've really clean lungs. I've never smoked anything in my life, like not even one thing. Mm-hmm. So the worst I could say is that I was in a concert once where I was breathing in a lot of pot because everybody around me was smoking. So probably pretty clean lungs. Let's say somebody takes my lungs or my liver. I've never drank, so I don't have, you know, not like my liver's not like some kind of thing. And I don't have any like diseases that come uh, genetically. So let's say somebody. Near mint liver. Only experienced alcohol once in Mexico. And we're not even 100% sure of that. (laughs) What I hope is, here's what I hope. And I don't know if this is even possible. Now I'm starting to have all these questions. Someone takes my liver. Can they put it in a lady or does it have to be another dude? Do you know if there's a difference? No, I think, I think uh, your your liver, I believe, is unisex. Okay. I believe all your organs, save one, are probably unisex. <laughs> well, even those, you know, you can cut those up nice. You can do all sorts of fun, fun. Uh, yeah, but I think uh, craft work on them. Kidney, pancreas, gallbladder, lungs. I think uh, heart. All that stuff is unisex. So what? Hmm. Pancreas. That's interesting. How come somebody can't just give a pancreas to, uh, to, uh, uh, uh what's his name? Who's oh, to Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek. How come he can't just do that? Probably because, um, the cancer's probably spread out to like lymph nodes and stuff like that. Like oh. they've got to kind of treat, uh, okay. um, it's a different, it's a, di- it's, a different, it's a different, it's a different genre of medical expertise. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, Uh, let's do some quick news, and uh, that all starts with this theme right here. This is your radio newscaster with another exclusive sensational summary of world and local events. It is the news, and it's brought to you by... Rock Runners Incorporated, coming soon. Check it out at uh, frogpants.com slash rockrunners. Yeah, it's up there now. You can go take a look at it. Um, It is... I should have put a link here so I could easily pull it up on the screen, but I won't. Anyway, there's pictures of the cards. I actually have them right here. Hold back of them. And uh, we are really close, folks. Oh, green screen. Look at that. Oops. It's all, oh. it's all green screeny. Uh, some Near people, mint deck of cards. Missing one. <laughs> some, people, some people have asked how many cards are there in this thing. There are a total of 63 cards that are playable, plus five that are token cards for when you have won because you play five rounds. Mm. Uh, but there are 63 cards in a deck. And it comes in a great big box, like or a thicker box than you're used to. Oh man, that just the green yeah. screen thing's messing this up. But anyway, oh sure, because it's a green box. Yeah, yeah. so you put those in Didn't there. Didn't think about that, now did you? No. Oh yeah. And then Can't you- promote it on any of your shows because the box vanishes. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but it's uh, ooh shoot. Anyway, we're getting real close. Uh, keep your eye on the prize over there. You can find uh, all those details again at frogpants.com/slash/rockrunners. And there's some explanation, although later today I'm going to try to put up some like actual rules and how, how it's played. We'll do some video soon. Super We're going to kickstart it. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. So watch for that. All right. A Boy Scout leader sang 
Hakuna Matata naked in front of his troop. <laughs> this seems bad. Yeah. Seems like what a bad a idea. Terrible phrase. <laughs> <laughs> Hakuna Matata, put your pants on, please. All right, here it is. <laughs> An affidavit alleging that a former Boy Scout leader in New York City had sung and danced naked in a locker room full of boys will be included in a pending $320 million lawsuit against the organization. According to NBC News, parents of the two boys in troop or of two boys in troop 95 had filed the multi-million dollar lawsuit in March of 2017, where they accused the Boy Scouts of America of being grossly negligent, careless and reckless in their ownership, management, control, care and maintenance of the troop. Uh, let's see. A mother who filed lawsuit uh, cites of this 2012 incident where a nude Michael Kesley or Kelsey rather had sung Hakuna Matata in front of her son and other children in a Millbrook locker room after an evening swim. Uh, the mother who recently spoke with NBC signed it and says we were gy- see, alleging that Kelsey's hips were gyrating and penis swinging about as he sang the Lion King song. Uh, it means you're on a list yeah. for the rest of your days. <laughs> <laughs> There's no clemency. Yeah, we could make a whole song. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, mother, let's see. Uh, let's see here. Uh, how do you protect your children from predators? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, screw that. Okay. The <laughs> I don't mean literally say screw how to protect your kids. I'm saying I'm skipping down the article. Uh, the scout's mother said she complained <laughs> to Den Mother about Kelsey's behavior and received a startling response from troop leader Richard Robbins. He basically told me that he talked to the other boys and they didn't see or hear anything. Uh, he said maybe my or her son misunderstood what he saw. Uh, and then she says, my son misunderstood a naked man singing Akuna Matata? Well, clearly it was, he was actually singing The Circle of Life. Yeah, this is all true. <laughs> uh, the problem is this guy's also a pedophile molester guy, and so he's been doing all kinds of other stuff in the intervening years, and now oh, it looks geez. like they're going to probably get about $320 bucks out of uh, the BSA. Good mm. luck, BSA. You really put the BS in a... Wait, what? <laughs> Don't know what that means. But nicely done. Um, yes. All right, we'll do this story. <laughs> all right. I was going to skip down here. Oh. Uh, the police. They'll do our final story today because it's a good one. Of course. Of course this one, yeah. <laughs> Let's stay on the subject of... Uh, of the human male anatomy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to sit back and let you take this second word. I'm yeah. just going to... Just gonna uh, yeah. relax and yeah, yeah. You're putting your penis in a toaster. You're putting your penis in a vice. You're putting your penis in a wrench. Yeah, this is just a. That was not you saying that just now. That was an old file, but it seems appropriate. Wow, that's the worst game of Clue ever. Yeah, it's pretty bad. The police uh, are investigating. Although this says the police is investigating, which is which should it be? Are or is? Are absolutely. Yeah, the this police, headline plural. is bad. Nice job, Pulse.ng. It should be R. Well, Nigeria, it's been translated. <laughs> Help me. I'm from the police, and I am I have a lot of money, but I can't get it out of the country. Send me your money. Uh, anyway, they're investigating how a man lost his penis after a handshake. Uh, Sunday. Sunday. This is a person's name. Sunday Ibu Bechukukwu. Sound right? I. Close, yeah, I would say Ibu Bechukuu. Ibu Bechukuu. First name Sunday. Yeah. Uh, shook hands with a <laughs> <laughs> shook hands with a certain Aneo in Inugu State, southern uh, southeast of Nigeria. 
and felt an instant weakness in his genital region. region. His penis, <laughs> he would claim moments later, had begun to malfunction, much to his dismay. He felt what he referred to as a shrinkage of his penis or an outright vanishing of the organ. He raised an alarm, and before you could say manhood, Aneo had been beaten to a pulp by a passerby, sympathizers and onlookers alike. What? Had been beaten to a pulp by passersby, sympathizers, and onlookers alike. But that's the guy who, not the guy who had the weakness in his general region, but the guy whose hands he shook, the guy who he shook hands with, yes. got beaten to a pulp. By, also, yeah. I do think this has been translated because it's kind of cracking me up. Oh, it's, yeah, it's been so poorly. Uh, let's see. They're trying to unravel the mystery surrounding the alleged complaint of feeling of weakness of a male genital organ of a man shortly after his handshake with another man, unquote. Uh, he said, let's see. Uh, I've, I've, uh, I've, uh, you could look at uh, exhibit A. I've actually caused uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, men's penises to shrink when I shook hands with them. They do. They just uh, go, go back right back in their body. Oh my gosh, dude! I freaking love it. All right, it. please continue, please. My limp, limp, penis, penis, penis. All right. <laughs> uh, it says that they. Uh, where are we here? This is basically they repeat themselves the next time. So they just—it's uh, a big mystery. Why does the guy have no wiener now? He felt this weird feeling. Yeah. Everybody beat up the guy they shook hands with, and that's pretty much the story. And did they, he? Did he actually lose his penis, or did he just lose? He doesn't have the it. Use of his function of his penis. No, it's gone. The, the story. Okay. The story is it that, just it, says that it. It says that he, you know, would, would begin to malfunction, much to his dismay. Shrinkage, <laughs> or oh, there we go, or an outright vanishing of the organ. Yeah, whatever that means. This is some yeah. dark voodoo, man. Something weird. Yeah, going I think on. Snopes is probably like we. <laughs> we don't even know what this article is saying, whether or not it's true or <laughs> valid or not. Yeah, we can't even we can't even speak to it. They'd say. All right. Uh, final story. An armed robber scared off by a little girl who threw a loaf of bread at him. Oh, this is adorable. This is in the UK. An armed robber was scared off by an 11 year old girl who threw a loaf of bread at him after he pulled out a knife in a Sussex supermarket. The masked man walked into an express supermarket in Worthing. These all sound real, like real places. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter. Yeah, so yeah, it's sure. all Harry Potter land to me. Um, just before 10 p.m. on Monday and demanded that the staff empty the till. But he got more than he bargained for when the girl and her father, who had been shopping at the time, spotted him and took action. In a dramatic encounter captured on the shop's CCTV, the pair threw two bottles of squash and a loaf of bread at him. They okay. In- yeah. B- before we go any further, a bottle of squash? <laughs> yes! What is that? <laughs> What's a bottle? Zoe, help us. What's a bottle of squash? Help us understand. Please. What is a bottle of? It's like Sprite. Oh, it's a fruit drink. Okay, so it's not. Uh, it's fruit concentrate. It's not. It's like a like a uh, like Sunny Delight. Okay. It's I, not. Oh, there's a link. I, I thought it was going to be like a, a goopy, like pureed squash or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. Apparently, it's like a. Um, like oh man, what was the? Uh, do you remember we used to, when we were kids? You would go to store at Weilers. You'd get Weilers, and it was. Like Kool-Aid oh. concentrate, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you'd mix one part Weilers with three parts water, and so one 
gallon jug of Weilers would last you for weeks. Yeah, that was the thing. But I, I remember that because my mom would get pissed because I would drink it. I would drink it straight. Like I wouldn't mix it. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> oh, man. So she'd get like grape Weilers and I would pour, you know, a, a, not a huge cup, a little cup of the stuff in the raw form. And I would just sip that down all afternoon. I loved that. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it was way, it was stupid, but it was overwhelmingly yeah. well, tasty. I loved it. That's something a kid would do. Oh yeah, totally. Especially me, man. I was always into weird, eating weird things. Then I don't eat weird things as much now, except on this show. I eat lots of weird stuff. <laughs> except for that, except for that donut uh, chicken sandwich I'm gonna eat as soon as it comes to Salt Lake City. <laughs> this is all true. It says here, after one last successful or unsuccessful attempt to grab the money from the till, the raider left him empty-handed after she threw the loaf of bread at him. Officers praised the pair's bravery and said they need to track down the suspect. No one was harmed, hmm. police said. Detective Constable Noel Simmons said, I cannot praise enough the bravery of the father and the daughter and intervened at this knife-point attempted robbery. 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 <laughs> All right, now we're going to take a break and uh, come back with okay. Wendy here in a minute. A reminder, <clears throat> this entire thing we do here on the show is brought to you by you guys and your support over at patreon.com slash TMS. That's patreon.com slash TMS. <clears throat> I have in my sweaty little hands here an example of the card we send out every month. On the one side, you got our logo and our name. These are high-quality, well-made uh, yeah. little 4 by 6 uh, print card units. They're collectible. We've been doing these since the beginning of the Patreon. You can see Hodor and Bran sitting on a giant G. It even says below, Hodor and, Jan and Bran. Uh, so, fun little Game of Thrones this month. Anyway, you get one of these every month. You get a whole bunch of other stuff, including avatars, digital files, a bunch of dumb clips I always put up on the site, uh, and more coming soon. So, Check it out if you haven't already. Patreon.com slash TMS. We thank everyone who supports right. us now and who may in the future. All right, Brian, let's do Therapy Thursday. You can after... Still get tea, don't forget. Too. Oh, yeah, tea. I forgot. The tea, yeah. the TMS yeah. level is uh, still have hot. We're going on, uh, I think, sometime in the next couple of weeks to talk about... Because, uh, you know, you don't think so much about hot tea in the summertime. But now that it's starting to get to be fall, it's going to oh, be yeah. fall Monday. Mm-hmm. We need to start thinking about tea again. I'm ready for tea. Put it in me. I'm ready for tea, too. My body is ready. Uh, all mm -hmm. right, let's do a, a <clears throat> musical number. Do you have one? I do. So Mountain Goat Doug in the chat room sent me an email about these guys. Said, uh, been meaning to send you a submission to Indian in the Middle for a while. One of my good friends is the drummer for a Denver-based rock band called Your Own Medicine. Uh, last June, they released a new song called Dark Skies, which recently showed up in the Billboard Mainstream Rock Indicator Charts, you know, the BMRI. Mm. Uh, it's currently at number 38 and rising. So he reached out to his buddy, the drummer, Bo, and got permission for me to play it on TMS. He sent a screenshot of the permission. Uh, if you're in the Denver area, they're going to be playing at Herman's Hideaway. Great place to see a show, by the way. Mm. Uh, Herman's Hideaway, like dive bar, but the best kind of dive bar. Uh, October 18th, you can go see these guys opening for Michael Graves of uh, the Misfits, of Misfits fame. Nice. Uh, here is the band, Your Own Medicine. Uh, I encourage you to check out the video for this. It's got a total superhero vibe to it. The song is called Dark Skies. It's the brand new single from Your Own Medicine. <laughs>
Hey guys, let's talk about Pitney Bowes. Shipping and mailing from your desk has never been simpler than it is right now with SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes. With SendPro Online from Pitney Bowes, it's just a click, send, and save for as low as $4.99 a month. That's $4.99 a month. It's crazy. Send envelopes, flats, and packages right from your desk, and you are back to business in no time. And for being a listener of TMS, that's the morning stream, you'll receive a free 30-day trial that you can get started with right away. And... To help you get started even further, a free 10-pound scale to ensure that you never overpay. Save time and money on mailing and shipping with SimPro Online. Again, starting at just $4.99 a month. Qualify for special USPS rates for letters and priority mail shipping. Calculate exact postage online and print from your PC or Mac. Go to pb.com TMS to access the special offer for a free 30-day trial plus a free 10-pound scale to get started. That's pb.com TMS. Experience shipping made simple with a free trial of SimPro Online from Pitney Bowes. I can't believe it. The greatest minds of our galaxy, all dead and gone. Gentlemen, science was just set back a hundred years. They love your chaotic energy until you start twerking at their mom's funeral because you got bored. <laughs> The morning stream. No, you better don't. All right, we're back, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Now, the big question here when I call Wendy is, will it let me center your video or not? Because adding her will shuffle us around. So we're going to find out. Well, can't wait to find out. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. It's real funky. Probably needs a reboot because Windows is stupid. Mm. Oh, right. there's on the Windows side of things that it's yeah. giving you that uh, choice. I'll just put you down. Weird. Here. There you go. That'll hold. That'll keep for now. <laughs> uh, Wendy, are you there? No? Negative? Nay? Hey, sorry about that. No, you're fine. Uh, busy morning, it sounds like. Everything all right? Well, busy. And then I, you know, when you get something in your throat and you can't stop coughing. Oh, it's the worst. <clears throat> yeah. So I just was like, you got to stall because if you call me right now, you're just going <laughs> to kill me. This is a Johnson thing, I swear. Oh, we got like weak esophageal something because I, <laughs> I did this I did this a couple of weeks ago. I ended up with like a, um, what do you call it? A, uh, a, a sunflower seed. And it, for whatever oh, really? reason, it was just like this jagged little pill and the freaking thing got caught in my throat <laughs> and I couldn't stop coughing for like, I don't know if people in the chat remember this. It was during core or something. I could not stop. Oh no, it was there. It was my dungeon show on the weekend. I couldn't stop, and I was supposed mm. to be doing the outro of the thing, telling people where to go, oh, no. here are the websites, and it was horrible. I couldn't breathe. So, welcome to the Johnson uh, family <laughs> weird thing. We all have it. Mine was just air or something. I'm yeah. not sure it was a seed. So, well, uh, that's very odd. <clears throat> very odd indeed. Uh, okay. Sorry. Well, if you're listening to this, you can hear it is my sister Wendy. She is. A therapist, she comes on the show and does Therapy Thursdays with us every day, or every Thursday, really, since we started the show, uh, which is fantastic. It makes her the longest running guest uh, that we have on the show, by far. Hmm. No one's been here as much. Yep. Well, good. Yep. As it should well, good be. for me. Yeah, it's pretty good. So <laughs> here's her, uh, we're going to start her theme today. How about this one? Elliot needs to jump in the volcano. There you go. That's a, I don't remember what the context was, but 
Something about her <laughs> her son jumping That's in the volcano. Yeah. I can't yeah, I can't argue with that. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to. Uh so Wendy, you we messaged back and forth and you mentioned you went to a thing yesterday and garnered some interesting stuff and thought it might build an interesting topic today about tribalism and, and some of the things we've touched on before, but maybe a little bit more focused. And I'm super curious about it. So explain where you went and what you learned. So I, uh, I've, I, 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 let me start with, I have a minor in political science. It is all, it's a hobby of mine. It always has been. Yeah. I've always been really interested in politics. Um, and so, you know, when you're looking for your podcast, fix i found uh the political gab fest which is through slate it's one of my favorites it's good i've heard of it yeah yeah it's a good show it's great it's mm-hmm. great and the reason i like it there's a couple things um there's three very different people and i enjoy uh the uh, what is it the rapport between the three and their differences are great um mm-hmm. and they're all whip smart um anyway it's a lot of fun so uh David Plotz is like the grouchy nihilist and um, Emily Bazelon is like a genius <clears throat> lawyer, Supreme Court expert, incredible writer. So they're all journalists in the end, but they have some different backgrounds. And then um, uh, John Dickerson is the other one. And he like geeks out about history and it cracks me up. He's very funny. Anyway, so they're great. And last night they had their first uh, live, you know, recording in the Twin Cities ever. Um, which was super fun to go to. It was weird because I, I, I kept having an urge to fold laundry or to do the dishes. <laughs> really? Because <laughs> that's what I do when I listen to that. Oh, oh weird. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Weird. So associated to like sit still and listen was so weird for me. I don't, anyway, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me of how uh, contextual the brain is and how it likes to be where like it is shortcuts and, has muscle memory and all the cool stuff that happens. Anyway, it was very clear to me last night as I was listening. Anyway, so I dragged Adam along. He'd never listened to the podcast. He likes politics as much as I do, but he does not um, imbibe in this uh, podcast like I do. Yeah. Anyway, so it was a lot of fun. And um, I had such an interesting experience. I never fangirl about anything. That yeah. has never been me. I am not a, I've never thought a single famous actor was even good looking. Like I just, (laughs) I don't feel like I'm normal in this regard at all, but I had this experience as I'm walking in. So if you've ever been to Minnesota, it is like everyone looks like they could be a white supremacist. Oh man. (laughs) But they're probably not. You can't tell because it's very white generally. Yeah. Um, Very like people just look very similar. I don't know how to explain it, but you just, you don't know what's going to come out of someone's mouth because there's no signifiers. They're all just kind of wearing flannel and <laughs> you just kind of have to base it completely on, on how they look. Yeah. 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 And what's, and it's one of the reasons we picked living here and I love about it is this, uh, it's very purple. It's mm-hmm. very diverse in, mm, okay. in the, the way they vote. I mean, we, we've had some uh, elected officials that are incredibly conservative. Do you guys remember Michelle Bachman? Oh I mean, yeah. She's, She's in, she's she, a, she's a freaking nutcase as far as I'm concerned. She is a nutcase and she hails from a nice 30 minute drive, uh, east of me. So yeah. she's pretty close. Um, and then, you know, we had, uh, what's his name? Ventura. What's his name? Oh, uh, uh Jesse, Jesse, Jesse Ventura. Ventura yeah. And then we yeah. elected the comedian right. guy. <laughs> like we have 
Elon Omar. We we got it all, the blend, all the sides. And it's yeah, because that's true. That's interesting. There's and, a nice diversity here. Yeah. And people are um pretty politically involved. And I have been to fair after fair, people having, you know, booths for everything, right? So mm-hmm. it's a it's an interesting place in the middle of the country. It's kind of unique in that regard. It's to be purple and be in the center here. Yeah. Um anyway, so a lot of fun. So I I walk in and First of all, a lot of glasses, like me and my glasses and them and their glasses. And I was like, look at us all with our glasses. We're like a lot of, like, you mean sight glasses? Like a lot of sight glasses? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, Just to see. Like, not like the ones on the end of your nose you take to the opera. Not like that. Like... Right. No, just like your regular. Thing. Yeah. I mean, just regular. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird that there would be a lot of glasses. <laughs> a lot. And I think because I think maybe I'm noticing because there are a lot of dark glasses like mine. Just like intellectual glasses you know anyway it was funny <laughs> and a lot of you know khakis and tucked in plaid shirts so anyway we were we're in the the arena and anyone who's in there who is paying money to watch these guys talk obviously loves the, the show and then um you know has is interesting politically or in, of course i think that i'm assuming they're going to be interesting because their conversations are always so interesting i've often thought when i've listened to them like what i wouldn't give to sit down and have chat with these folks just around a meal like how fun would that be because of their banter and the way they talk and mm-hmm. and the diversity among them I, I think they're really fun yeah. anyway so i'm in this room and i'm thinking oh i could probably have a conversation with everyone in here yeah and that's a strange thing to say it's not that i go in other places and think i can't talk to anyone in here mm-hmm. it's more like this is a weird little piece of tribalism for me whereas i don't always feel tribal um, I think that's partly why I like to move around a little bit. And yeah. I, I find problems with tribes and then the tribe is hard for me to want to live in. Yeah. <laughs> that's a challenge I have. Yeah. Anyway, so it was a bit of a, it was a very interesting experience for me in that regard. And so I geeked out just a little bit um, and it was a lot of fun. So it got me thinking about this idea of tribalism and how this is like such an asset and you guys can speak to the tribes you belong to and kind of what um, that does for you and what it does for other people. So there's like this very positive side of tribalism that's very crucial. And, and, and again, we could we could rehash like the origins of why tribes are important and, you know, the representation of safety, physical safety, um, access to goods and services, you know, belonging. And, and yet as humans, we have a long history of needing an enemy so that our tribe is cohesive. So we we have something that we're fighting against. So it's, you know, the Red Scare or it's um, <clears throat> the North or the South. I mean, there's the always coats, some yeah, right. the red The Red Coats. Right. Yeah. I mean, is anyone still mad at the British for that? Maybe. I'm sure there's some. Uh, a little bit. Somebody okay. somewhere is, but I feel <laughs> right. like they're pretty so, marginalized now. <laughs> and I think about this translating into sports and how sports have probably saved society in having our experiences with tribalism get sort of um, projected onto a team playing another team, right? So rivalries. And so, for example, uh, most Minnesotans hate Wisconsin. I'm amazed at the feeling they have because, of course, it's 100% neutral for me. I have no idea. Hmm. Um, And so my son, Abraham, has always been a Packers fan from the time he was a little kid. I don't know why. But he is in Viking country, and they oh, sure. do not like the Packers. Yeah, so the Packers, big rivalry. Yeah, the but Packers maybe... just beat the Vikings, yeah. and 
Abe wears his Packers sweatshirt to school. Tell him, like, tell him. I think he got it from me. A good idea. He got it from me. What? Did he know I was a? I'm a. I'm diehard. If I'm picking a team, it's always Packers. Always. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So maybe so he. He's just me. That's what that is. He's you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So awkward. Anyway, um, <laughs> he goes to school in this sweatshirt, and he's having teachers and administrators and kids just like, "How dare you wear that?" <laughs> you know, yeah. like. And they're Minnesota nice, so that it's not really, really a problem, but it's painful. And he's just like, I wouldn't wear it if they didn't win. (laughs) So he's just calling him out. Anyway, so he's unfortunately a little bit me, which is like a little bit mockery of the tribal stuff that's funny. When it's not your own tribe, exactly. Like you don't feel the the full weight of it. So it's just human. I think it's reduced wars actually to have sports. I'm really serious about that. Um, Really? Okay, so... Oh, yeah, I think so. Interesting. Soccer. Soccer is the answer to all the problems. Do you think uh, Do you think there's something to, so all current research that we have about violent video games is that it actually coincides, or the, the rise of it coincides with a drop in actual violence with kids in the range that are playing them or whatever. That, mm-hmm. is that a similar thing? Like, you get your your competitive, weird, nascent human desire to go out and plant your flag and be the number one dude, and you so you shoot a bunch of fake people, and then you're like, okay, sweet, I'm good now. Like, do you think there's yeah, anything? I to got that? out of my system, kind yeah. of thing. Do you think that's the yeah. same thing, or is it? I mean, there's obviously a different. I topic, do. But, yeah. I do. If you see, you know, if you see a rabid fan without a shirt and paint all over them, and like, you know, the group chanting and like the collective fandom and all of those things yeah i think it it feeds some of that very primal need to defend your tribe right yeah Yeah. this is why people are so devastated by the loss too and and the reduction in actual violence i mean we're we're actually watching violence is what we're doing i mean it's gladiator stuff but no one's dying right away they die later of brain traumatic brain injuries but it's it's like our way of it's it's a form of it that's just my I'm sure there's still something to back that up somewhere or disprove me. I don't know, but that's kind of my, my gut sense of it. Um, and I think it has a powerful place in society that can be a positive and a helpful thing. Right. Um, so anyway, that was kind of the beginning of this. And then I want to talk about the dark side of tribalism mm. for a moment, but let me first, before we do that, let me ask you guys about the tribes, you, <laughs> the subscriptions you have to your tribes. No, but just like, yeah. Where you feel like, ah, oh, these are my people, and um, and also just what it does for you, and what good good you've seen come out of it, and you know, kind of your own experience with tribal. Well, stuff. interesting tribal tadpool tadpool is a huge one, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's our tribe. But um, are they a tribe in that we? I don't feel like we're always having to defend them. I mean, maybe that's not part of the definition of being a tribe, though. Like the tadpole is like a subset of the larger sort of nerd nerd, nerd culture sure. that we have that we're into. We're all we have a lot of shared interests. Um, you know, we were talking the other day about how you. This is funny. We were talking about how you could you probably can't make Revenge of the Nerds now because the nerds oh, wow. won, and so mm-hmm. <laughs> it's no longer a thing. Like it's not. Yeah, they write history now. Yeah, mm-hmm. the difference mm-hmm. the the differences are so so stark between that then and now. But but uh but yeah, I suppose that's a tribe. I don't feel like I have to defend them much though. You know. And so well, I, I mean, it's not necessary to. Def- I mean, there are peaceful tribes. There always have been. Yeah, yeah. 
So mm. it's just that you are, there's enough similarity, there's enough common purpose, there's a, there's a survival technique or a survival aspect to it that might be just, I'm not alone because there's, there's a lot of power. Humans have a lot of health benefits that come from not being alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, so it doesn't have to be that you're avoiding violence or you have, a, you have another tadpole out there that you hate. Right, a rival, a rival tadpole, a rival tadpole, <laughs> diamond crew. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> jury and his crew. No, it's it, you're right. Like that can th- those sorts of things can happen. I remember. Okay, so now I'm starting to get it actually because early in the instance days when I was doing that podcast in the very early days, we had I'm not going to use names, uh, but we had a, a group that was basically everything they did was an was because they were mad at us because they didn't think we were doing it right. So they would do things mm-hmm. uh, and, and be very vocal about it. Like, well, we're doing this because those guys suck and they're not doing it. So we're doing this. Um, and that was going on for a long time. That felt very tribal. Tribal in the most negative sense. Like, you know, they they wanted to... Were they called the cesspool? No, they were not called the cesspool. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it would. They were more like... Um, I don't know what... To, I don't know how to compare it because because now it's sort of dissipated and they're long gone and we're still here and so i don't know if that's a victory or not but i do feel slightly tribal about it still you know like yeah like we persevered and hung in there when it comes to the diamond club they're more like a they're more like a loud neighbor up the street that we also kind of like you know like they're they're the neighbor that stays up too late and uh <laughs> they drink a lot and you know some people in the neighborhood are like can those guys be quiet and we're like oh they're fine they're harmless <laughs> like right. that's the kind of relationship right. there so while it's separate tribes we're totally in cahoots sometimes those two tribes yeah so right. i i don't know it's a funny thing to, to try to figure out what this actually means cause i've never really thought about it when somebody says tribal i immediately go to the pejorative like oh well your huh. tooth you and nail to rival to have a tribe. Yeah. You're fighting. It's, it's like warriors. You've all got theme gangs and we're all going at it. And, mm-hmm. and it's not, not necessarily that is what you're, is kind of the vibe I'm getting today is that that doesn't have to be right. that way. Yeah. Just the group that you feel comfortable in that you feel, you feel has got your back. You've got theirs. You all have common interests. Maybe you don't agree on everything all the time, but you, but you basically they're, they're your support. And you're theirs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think family can be is a, this, the small unit of tribalism, right? Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there are warring families. We have lots of that historically of, you know, it can be tribal just on small yeah. scales in negative ways. And then obviously in very positive ways. Right. So, okay. Would you say overall um, your experience of uh, at least your your cohort on the internet is a positive version of, of tribal. Like you mean oh, for sure. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. I yeah. would say so. Except for that one nerdtacular where we all got tiki torches and <laughs> yeah. we don't talk, we don't talk about yeah, that. We pretend that didn't happen. And now. went after the geek tacular. Yeah, the geek tacular. <laughs> right, exactly. Those jerks. Dork-tacular something. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, it's been very positive. And even when things have come up where we could take a defensive stance against something or, you know, go to a holier than thou position. We, I've, I feel like we sort of collectively avoid those things and, you know, try to keep it, keep it cool. Even when, I don't know, sure. it's, it's not like, it's not like every day we're like, all right, what are the threats out there today? To the- yes. Who are we going to, who are we going to, 
who are we going to take uh, take out today? Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> some of that is resource based, right? Like right. when there's a scarcity of a particular resource, yeah. that's when people are getting angry. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's abundance of a maybe website and listeners and you know whatever. Internet's like a whole space that's different than maybe anything else in human history. Right. It's water access to water. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. It's whatever. Yeah. Hundred percent. I I don't I can't think of any event or any condition that's that's more formative but it's also so it's so granular like it used to be able to the tribes would be entire a country like germany versus the uk that's your tribes uh Mm -hmm. america or you know north versus south like you said those were our tribes and it was a broad it was a broad definition even though you know there's granularity within those definitions certainly but today you can literally say well, my tribe is people who like to uh, vape strawberry flavored vape, and uh, but also <laughs> only go to Applebee's every day, and then and you can and you so can it requires a Venn diagram of yeah of multiple. And then you can it's your your Facebook group list really yeah. is what it is. Right. Right? Well, <laughs> even if it's not that, you can the, you can go start a Discord for everyone that's just like you, yeah. and then it's literally yeah. possible that even if it's only ten people, you'll find them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that's what's different because we didn't have that kind of granularity when right. I was growing up or pre internet was the first was the first criteria of your tribe. It was yes, who was around you, and then it was finding the common interest. Now you can find the common interest without. And then your enemy was always this strange smelling, strange looking, strange whatever person that wandered into camp and yeah. went. Bleh. Nope, yep. still is, still is. Apparently, you've forgotten <laughs> what spectacular is like. <laughs> Still is. And and that is so rooted in our DNA. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it is zero wonder why we struggle with all the isms, right? With all the differences. And, you know, as the world gets smaller, we got to somehow figure out how we kind of get along. Um. So so I'm going to take this. Uh, Brian, you answer real quick. Is there anything else you want to say about your your experience with tribalism that's positive? Yeah, I um, think about positive tribalism. Yeah, I can't really think of a negative uh uh, aspect at all to it. I mean, I feel like that, you know, the, the tadpole and, and kind of geek culture as a whole is a really, is a really good comforting tribe to yeah. me. It's been good to uh, us. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Do I you mean, think that has anything to do with just like, a, a, I don't know, an inherent empathy that comes from being not the jock in high school? You sure. know what I'm saying? I Can't, just wonder yeah. if, Can't I mean, be. now I know it's cool on one hand, but it's, you're still going to well, not, Go we to the prom. <laughs> we experience so much of isolation and and not yeah. uh, and and uh, being cast out, last to be picked, and that sort of thing. That the last right. thing we'd want to do is to do it to each other. So I think that's right. probably yeah. That but it's also important to note that I keep going back to this granular change. There can be there are nerds who just love this nerd stuff, but the minute they hear they're casting a female as the next in the next Thor movie as thor mm-hmm. even though that happened in the comic and they're not paying attention and they lose their minds and they want to do a boycott of all things marvel because they're putting a woman <laughs> right. in a thor role those exist and there's your little subset so they've got a bunch of the stuff we like about our tribe but then they got this one thing where they're super afraid of women or or somebody's you know secretly just can't stand mexicans but he sure loves some world of warcraft when he can get the time like you know what i mean like it's not it's no longer so black and white it's very 
No. Very different no. that way. Now we, I feel like what we've done is cultivated, if if I'm to be so bold as to say, over 12, 14 years of however long I've been doing this, uh, we've cultivated a really great group. And once in a while, someone will come in here that clearly doesn't belong here, and they will quickly make their sort of, you know, their distastefulness known, and then they just kind of go away. You know what I mean? So we we, we sort of have a natural repellent. Like if you're if you're kind of an a hole, you just don't last here. You just don't get to hang very long. So our tribe is just like this positive, accepting. Everybody's allowed in, you know, respect each other kind of thing. But I I feel like that's really uncommon now. I feel like most of the time tribalism comes from, well, I don't like your politics, so I'm on this side, or I don't like your taste in this thing, so I'm on this side, and and I don't know why we're where we are, or or that maybe do you ever do you ever wonder like even though you think you got the right thing going, you wake up one morning in the, <laughs> in a cold sweat and go, oh my gosh, what if this is the opposite? Like I don't even know. I, I don't know why we're good. I don't know if we're as good as we think we are. I just know that it feels like a good tribe to be in. So I'm not trying to be too esoteric here, you're but I am. For the other, you're basically saying you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's <laughs> it's too, a, good, you know, too good to be true. You know what? That's probably true. And that's the thing I do generally. It's like, oh, things are going too well. How come? What's wrong? What's something's wrong? Yeah, what's right? Are you yeah. actually a group of murderers? You just haven't all <laughs> yeah. figured it out huh. yet. Yeah. No. Right. Okay, so so thank you for that. I'm I'm going to go into the the dark side of this for a second. So one of the roles of David Plotz in the political gabfest is to be the nihilist and to be the negative voice and to like crap on any goodwill that uh, John Dickerson offers. Um, <clears throat> and so it's fun. It's fun to listen to, and I like it. Well, one thing you mentioned last night. Um, so here's a sneak peek, peek because it's not being released till. Oh, it's probably released Ooh. now. But anyway, um, was he talked about this research paper that has recently come out called A Need for Chaos. Um, the American Political Science Association had won some prize. And so there's a New York Times article about it. You can read about it. But it's called A, ne- a Need for Chaos and the Sharing of Hostile Political Rumors in Advanced Democracies. And it's two Danes and an American. And they essentially wanted to figure this out, this sort of, um, who and why people are drawn, drawn to chaos, um, chaos incitement in particular. Yeah. So they're sending things via social media. They're, you know, perpetuating this or that. They are, um, you know, like the number one person who does this happens to be the president. Um, he is a chaos insider. And so, and, and some of the strategy around that, and this is happening in other countries where sort of right-wing um, leaders, more demagogues typically, are running countries, is they create some chaos and then they propose that they are the solution to the chaos. Right. You, fix, so, you create a problem, you, you propose and a fix, and then I'm now you're the hero. I'm perfectly here right? to solve it. Right. Yeah. And, it, you know, Africa has been sort of haunted by this type of leader forever. Yeah. Um, so you can't get food and I'm the one who's going to make that possible. But I make sure none of you feel like you're stable. So you would oust me. You you need me to, to solve your problems. Right. Anyway, so they wanted to look at like, is this a lot of people who yeah. have a need for chaos? Yeah. Um, or, you know, what, what does this mean? And lots of people spread disinformation. Lots of people share the 
creepiest thing they can find and be like, this is how the world is. And, you know, um, what is that about? And is it all the people, some of the people, et cetera. And one of the things they um, found out, so they surveyed about 5,000 Americans and about 1,300 or so Denmarkians, um, the Danish, and to ask these questions to see if they're drawn to chaos. So I'm going to ask you guys these questions. Okay. And I want you to honestly answer them. All right. Number one, I fantasize about a natural disaster wiping out most of humanity such that a small group of people can start all over. Oh, do I have to answer this honestly? No, well, <laughs> on, answer it in your heart first. Okay. okay. <laughs> Number two, I think society should be burned to the ground. Oh, geez. Number three, when I think about our political and social institutions, I cannot help thinking just let it all burn. Okay. We cannot fix the problems in our social institutions. We need to tear them down and start over. And then the last one, sometimes I just feel like destroying beautiful things. <laughs> The answer is no to all those except for the first one I kind of liked. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the first one I is... I can definitely give you an unequivocal no on that last one. Yeah. Thank you. Good. Uh, yes. I'm not worried. The other ones... Uh, I'd say no. Know, I'd reboot. say, I'd say no. might not be bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I wish we were more fluid in our... You know, we could approach things and go, yeah, I don't know if that amendment works anymore in modern society and instead of acting like, you know... Right. Or the electoral college. Yeah, or whatever. Whatever the thing is, like, <laughs> right. let's look at it. The problem is, the problem is these questions are what makes people tribal, right? Like, in some ways. Yeah. Like, you were talking about Trump right. earlier. We're not, I don't mean this in a, I'm not talking about this in a political way, one way or the other. But he is an agent of chaos, and it's got him where he is, and his haters hate it, and his, his fans love it. They love the trolling. They love it. Mm -hmm. They think it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, right now, the big turmoil is that he may have given state secrets away and a promise he shouldn't have made to some foreign leader we don't know about. That's like the latest kerfuffle yesterday. And uh, it was so bad that somebody in the intelligence, intelligence committee did a full-on whistleblower complaint, which you, which is so rare. And then his people tried to cover it up, and now it's in the hands of Congress. It's this big mess. On the one hand, other people are screaming, uh, ah, freaking corruption at the highest level down with the trumpet up there and then on the other side you got going hey we're triggering everybody again whatever he said is that's funny as hell because you are all just <laughs> flopping all over the place freaking out about it it is this total disconnect between those two groups of you're ruining everything and you guys are funny because you're getting trolled again like it's this really mm -hmm. odd not, not not that this hasn't existed you know for time and memorial okay High school. But it was usually things like, ah, oh, Obama's wearing a tan suit. Oh, we should make a huge deal out of this for the next four days on our national news channel. Like they were much, <laughs> they seem much smaller. Now it's just like anything he does that people see as wrong, they see as wrong, morally, legally, whatever. But on the other side, they see everything he does as change, you know, it, it, that chaos element is, is they like it. Yeah. They like it. Yeah. So, right. so, so again, that's all I want to say about the political thing. Back to your to your question, I never think the whole idea is just to burn everything down. I think the idea is to trim and prune and make mm -hmm. prudent decisions as time goes on, as things change, as life changes, as as society changes, you make you make adjustments. You adjust and it takes a long time. It's a long tail. But just burning it all down is stupid. But your first scenario you designed or said basically sounded like Mad Max, and I love Mad Max, so I'm prone to say yes to that one. <laughs> 
So there's right, that. and it's it, it's kind of acro- across the spectrum. So what they found is that um, the need for chaos, people that say yes to these things, um, correlates really strongly with those who sympathize for Trump, and then also maybe, but less strongly, those who sympathize with Sanders because he's got some of that on just on the other side. Oh, he totally does. And Sanders a, followers a little are... less for the Ooh. the candidates that are more in the middle, right? A little right. less sympathy for that that type of thing, and it feels like it's everyone. Sometimes, because I think everyone has a little bit of some of that, right? Mm. Um, and here's here's some of the numbers that might be more scary than you think. But 24% agreed that society should be burned down. 40%, that's a lot of people, um, agreed with the thought that we should um, let all our political and social institutions burn. Jeez, that's a lot. 40% also agreed we cannot fix problems in our institutions and we need to tear them down and start over. So you're talking... Pretty much half. Wow. And we're talking Denmark, yo. Oh, is this? So I was going to ask you, what's the yeah, sample? This isn't really? just the United States. Yeah. Okay. And there is a reason. And 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 this is what I find so fascinating. And and you're probably, people are like, what does this have to do with therapy and Thursdays? But I will get to the point of this, is that this idea that each of us might feel this thing, right? This very individual experience. When half of the people can agree with that thought. Now, most people are not like, give me a pitchfork, fork, let's start this. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a very small number who actually want to do that, right? right. That is still fringy. Mm-hmm. But there's a famous saying of what used to be the fringe is now the middle of the um, And that's what it feels like because of sort of how social media works. So even if you don't believe any of these things, even if something just crosses your path, it will stick in your brain enough and destabilize some things you had faith in before. Mm. So this destabilizing is happening to at least half the people yeah. to some extent. And I have sympathy for these these thoughts. Like, yeah, we should start over. Should we start over? I think yeah. we should start over. Yeah. As if I trust us right now to start over. <laughs> I don't. Um, <laughs> but this idea of being like, what's actually happening in your own life that leads to this? So you're looking at Denmark and America. They are advanced democracies, right? Yeah, yeah. They are some of the wealthiest countries on earth. They have great standards of living in general ways. I mean, Denmark's sometimes the happiest place on earth. So we've got, like, what's happening here? You know who would should want these things? It's Zimbabwe, yeah, right? Yeah. They should want it all torn to the, and burned to the ground. So why do rich, wealthy, seemingly should-be-happy countries want to burn everything to the ground? And part of that has to do with expectations of life. Mm. And where I'm at, am I seeing personal growth? Am I getting a pay raise? Is my situation better than it was 10 years ago or worse? So you have the freedom to complain about your state of life because A, you're watching everyone's state get better in theory, right? So social media kind of does that. And then also maybe even your neighbors are all doing better, Um, which tends to be why in recessions or the depression or something like the 9-11 attacks or whatever, there's this commonality of we're all in this together or some vulnerability that is this very tribal nature. So it's weird. It's like progress and power and, you know, convenience is actually turns our brain to this. So I'm just intrigued by it. I find it really fascinating. Massive implications for the way democracy is going to go over the next hundred years. Um, but I'm throwing this to you, everyone individually, like think through that statement and then 
say your plan, right? right? And if your plan is tomorrow, I'm getting a gun, I'm not going to do something horrible, then go check yourself into a hospital now. Yeah. But if your thought is like, what does that really mean? That I would just let it all burn. Right. Um, and I think it isn't until our stuff close to us gets touched, right? And that's, again, this tribal thing. So what we actually care about. So, you know, government's terrible, but don't you touch my roads and my mail delivery and my TSA agents, right? Like, yeah. I like those things. Yeah. So well, I don't know if anyone says specific. about TSA, but I get, I take your point, sure. That <laughs> TSA thing is, TSA. A, is an iffy thing. <laughs> or don't take my Medicaid or don't take my food stamp. Right. Or don't take my, yeah, all of the things we oh, by the way, quick side yeah. note on that. I got an email from a TSA agent because we were talking about something with flights or Brian traveling yeah. or something. And yeah, um, I forgot to say this on the show. I can't use any names, obviously, but this guy wrote in and basically said, yeah, we even we know that what we're doing is probably useless. We're not really we're just there oh, wow. as a symbol of security and that the fact because I, I think we were talking about how I got a knife through TSA two different ways when I went to California one year. And I took, I forgot it was in my bag and it was tucked in a zipper that I don't ever check. So I took a big old, totally would be against TSA rules knives with me on a flight to Anaheim, did the thing in Anaheim, came home, still didn't know it was in my bag, flew home with it, and then was cleaning out my bag and went, what's this? And found the bulk in there, opened it up. Oh my gosh, my freaking big out, big old flip knife's in here. And they didn't stop it. They didn't do anything about wow. it. And that's why he, <laughs> that's why he was saying, he's like, yeah, we, we even know that this is just. This is just like a process it's, to make you feel like you're safer or something. And so you're a chaos spreader. That is a perfect example. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Of chaos spreading because now suddenly like, oh no, the institution I'm supposed to rely <laughs> no, on is right. reliable. <laughs> you're totally right. And I'm spreading this idea that this guy confirms it. Like I, yep. like, And now it's in everyone's head and the next time they fly, <laughs> they're going to be nervous. Yeah. And people do dumb crap when they're nervous. Like get more drunk and start more fights. Have you been reading about just how many more drunk people are badly behaving on airlines. Oh yeah. And and so maybe that's not even true. So again, this is this is a complicated time. And so I, I just want to throw in some what do you do if you are I mean this has an impact on people's mental health. Right. A hundred percent. Right. Um it does because what what do you do about it? So I have a couple friends, their answer to this is to literally stop reading any and all news. Yeah. And you can say, wow, that's putting your head in the sand. Yeah. But what ends up happening is they are living their lives, doing good work, raising happy children. Life is going forward. It's it's like there's an illusion they don't know is there. Yeah. But it's an illusion, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, hey, that's an option. Maybe. Obviously, there's other options. But for people like me who I'm a fan of this stuff and it's fun to learn and, yeah. you know, I, I, I rarely get scared. That's not kind of my jam. But there are sort of the chaos incitement thing has, has made me nervous more than any other thing. You know, we elected a troll and he trolls. That's what we're getting. Yeah. And yet, uh, it's, it's the impact of this sort of concept underneath that he's just soliciting and using. It's not, it's not, I mean, he is terrible, but <laughs> it's not him. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't in create, um, chaos incitement. Um, and and so it's that makes me nervous because I do think, you know, this sort of underlying people's belief in each other, the tribe that we do belong to, which is each country we live in, yeah. can be pretty scary. And that, you know, anyway. So if this freaks you out totally, you might need to go talk to someone about it. And I would recommend 
reducing your listening. For me, listening to really smart people talk about it and be funny about it and go in depth. And that is therapeutic for me. Yeah. Knowledge and, and, and information is always good. Um, the, the, you know, the big fear these days is that are you getting actual information or is it, is it fake? Yeah. Is it altered? Is it, is it tweaked for a certain point of view or whatever? So I understand that frustration, but, but yeah, like I was telling Nick the other day, um, he had a big thing at work he had to deal with. He had to leave at two o'clock in the morning to do this run for this company mm. he works for in a truck, a big old truck. And it was pretty stressed out wow. about it and stuff. And it ended up going great. And in the end, it was because he was prepared. And he was prepared because he had the right information. He knew where he had to be, what time he had to be there, exact coordinates to the place, uh, who he had to talk to. Like just being ready, meaning know the information that directly impacts you is really freeing. And also, I would say this. If you say you might be putting your head in the sand to ignore the news, doesn't that sound nice, like nice, cool sand on your head? Just put yeah, it in there. Yeah, no, it's really good for you. <laughs> and everyone should do it every once in a while. So here, let me let me tell you a, a story. I recently was on a flight. I was flagged. They had to come look through my stuff. You want to know why? Because I had a bag of mangoes. Mangoes. Oh, mangoes, sure. So yeah. for every knife mm. that gets through... There is a bag of mangoes being stopped. <laughs> when when mangoes are outlawed, only outlaws will have mangoes. That's exactly. Right. That's exactly. Right. But man, I I'll tell you what, it's it's safety theater, right? I mean, it yeah. is maybe an illusion, but it is something. And when it's you and your mangoes were distressing a few people, um, and it's because it's so much organic material. I had like a bigger bag of it. Um, I was like, okay, well, you guys are doing your job. I'm going to go fly safely on a plane. Yeah. I mean, there is some, you know, if we want to break apart our view, and this isn't about being ignorant. It's about where you're going to put your spotlight of attention because yeah, the you. one that grabs it is the distressing story about, oh, can you believe? And the, you know, whatever. Um, but that means you might be missing some of the other stuff. Our brains aren't great at filtering uh, out the negative. They filter out positive. And so- some of them might just be your own individual to focus on different things. Others might need to just take a break and detox and, and others, you know, sort of maybe dig a little deeper into what you're really thinking. Yeah. Read a little Nietzsche and decide if you really want to, you're just a nihilist and say it out loud and wear it on your t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. But there's, there's <laughs> a different path for everybody. And I think sometimes, I don't know, it, it just had me thinking about the good parts of tribes. Yeah. You know, and maybe you got to go to your Vikings game and feel your love or whatever you got to do to sort of feel some safety without having to do the negative part, I think can be really powerful. I like yeah. this. I like this pro Minnesota agenda you've got uh, at the moment. Yeah. With the Vikings and everything. you've really been uh, assimilated into uh, <laughs> board culture up there. Yeah. yeah. See, the... It's funny as I'm not assimilated yet. I'm still in the I appreciate all the things stage and eventually yeah. I'll see the problems. But at the moment, there is just. Yeah, it's a blissful there's, stage. There's a lot of awesomeness here that, yeah. it, that is nobody knows about because it's so damn cold. Yeah, and then look out, Rhode Island or some other state. Wendy is coming to you next. At, right <laughs> as right. we hit that. You're I'm going to think, yeah. think you're great for five minutes. That's what everyone gets. <laughs> yep. She'll be good. She'll go to Baltimore and go, oh, no, and then leave. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure Baltimore is real nice. Uh, also, quick side note about mangoes. Can't eat mangoes. They taste like hairspray, but anything mango flavored, no problem. Figure that one out. Oh. <gasps> How about this? I, like I hate raw tomatoes, but I love all tomatoes. Oh, I'm the same. Just I'm the same. Raw. No raw tomatoes for me unless it's on a burger or something. I can do really? that. 
but I can't. They're disgusting. They are. But you put them in spaghetti sauce. You put them in salsa. You put them in a million other things, and I'm good. Brian, how do you feel? I love a I love a good raw tomato. Uh, The neighbors have been growing these these heirlooms, and uh, and and they they're giving their extras. (laughs) You sprinkle. You don't even need to sprinkle salt. They've just got a natural sweetness to them. You put them on a plate. Chop them up. Boom, See, boom, boom. Everyone says this. And I always think, you're right. I should try it. That sounds so like yeah, hipster. I'm going to do it. Good. And then the texture nearly murders yeah, me. Yeah, there's something yeah, with it. Yeah. I can't explain it. It's because it's a fruit that tastes like a vegetable or something. I yes. don't know. There's something Amen. wrong. Amen. We grew up in the same house. Something. Oh, like yeah, that. totally. Yeah. Do you like crispy things, too? Yeah. Are we like, we're like, oh, mom. I love the crispy. Give me a burnt anything. Yeah. Burn. Carcinogens are my favorite. Oh, yeah. We love carcinogenic. <laughs> my favorite and, flavor uh, is burnt. Like yep. a like a burnt a more the more the toast if the toast is leaning toward burnt give me that one that's it's like perfect, that's the one I yeah. want like a rose a marshmallow that is charred amen <laughs> <laughs> we get it from mom and she's eighty something so we got a long way We're, we'll be fine the way yeah, she you eats lost me there but that's yeah. all right <laughs> you don't want that you don't want a charred I don't like no I can't stand it when somebody's roasting marshmallows and they just jam it into the fire. <laughs> You're supposed to like keep it above the flame. You find a place where the flames aren't coming up and you slowly rotate it. So it cooks evenly on both sides or on all sides. And then when it's just golden brown, that's when you jam it between the. Yeah. For us, for us growing up, it was put it in the fire, catch it on fire, pull it out. Yeah. Look at it for a second and then blow it out and then eat it. Oh God. Look at it. Oh man. (laughs) Enjoy those. Enjoy that black. Yeah. A log, a log flavored. Causing, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy those carcinogens. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a log flavored uh, treat. We would always enjoy. Uh, well, this is great. I love this kind of stuff as well. And um, I hope people will get something out of it. Uh, let us know your thoughts, your feelings. You can send feedback to the morning stream at gmail.com. I hope everybody got their cool bags. I got mine, by the way, uh, from that friend of yours. And, um, Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot to order those. The little lunchy, yeah. the yeah. reusable they're lunchy bags. bags. They're really yeah. cool. You know what's so fun is she's been emailing me. She's getting like just where people are from, and you guys are amazing. Yeah, so, a bunch of people got London, them. Canada, Hawaii, Hawaii. What? What? Do you need bags in Hawaii? Wow. Um, all over the states, you guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah, Couple wasn't that cool? That was pretty cool, and uh, they are really cool. I gave them to Kim as a gift uh, for her she and Van them. to do little like park trips because she has to watch the baby a lot. And uh, she was super stoked about that because, you know, you got to take little treats and carrots and stuff with a little guy. And it's all good. Oh, you want to hear? Hang on. You want to hear your, what is he, your great nephew? How does it work? Let's see. You want to hear him make a noise here and listen to this. This is is him being excited about his his favorite book. So he's, what, seven months old and he already has a favorite book. So it reminded me of you because you like books. So here he is. See how excited he gets? He's stoked. That's so cute. Now play the turtle. Yeah, no, I'm not doing that turtle. <laughs> it's a long story. All you right. Like turtles? No, it's a whole other thing. You ever heard a turtle when they're mating, the sound they make? It's awful. Oh, yes. Yeah, that little no. ah thing they do. <laughs> it's freaking awful. Anyway, uh, hey, <laughs> you can follow Wendy on Therapy Thursdays on Twitter. She is there. I've seen her pop in here and there. So, uh, check that yeah especially if you tell me something funny or write to me i will yeah if you say the something, only way her. i get notifications yeah yeah you gotta oh you have notifications on that's good to know all right well i'll include yeah. you on more stuff uh anything else you want to mention before we go no four keeps bags buy them four keeps mm-hmm. go get them four keeps. we'll see four you later keeps. have a good week oh now brian's huge hold on wow that'll work for now until i fix this tomorrow
Extreme close up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we are done for the most part. Uh, I've got to look at the notes. Yeah, we're we're done. We're out of here. Don't we're uh, done. If you're we're looking done. to get with us or contact us or do any of that stuff, go to the morning stream at gmail.com uh, for our email. That's uh, that's email. Frogpants.com slash TMS is the website. There is a link there to submit song requests uh, right there on the page. So some people ask. We don't say it very often, but if you're doing a song request from Brian, the link is right there on the page. Just go there mm-hmm. and you'll see it. It says request a song. All right. Speaking of which, do you want to play one? Do you have a request to play? I do. And one real quick programming note. Uh, right now, uh, guess the connection tomorrow is on the bubble. We'll see. There's a, a thing that I need to uh, facilitate with a client, um, uh, a meeting that I might need to be involved in. And because of that, it's questionable whether or not there will be uh, guess the connection tomorrow. So we're going to see. We'll see. Okay. All right. Let's get to a request now this one normally i would play well if we were doing a if we were doing a saturday show i would have played it then um but we're not doing a saturday show tomorrow i've got another request that's got to be played on that date so i'm pushing it back to today why why all this because uh the song specifically mentions the 21st night of september yes it is uh not even by request by request of me here is a band called undercover from their 1992 album, Check Out the Groove. Here's their cover of Earth, Wind, and Fires, September. Ooh, very nice. All right, you guys. Thanks for being here. We'll be back on, fr- uh, what's tomorrow, Friday? Yeah, Friday. Tomorrow. Yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. TMSPM, tomorrow at 3.30 uh, Mountain Time. So check it out then. Instance in the morning. Uh, some other cool stuff coming up later today as well. Thank you all very much. And we will see you then. Whoop, that's quiet. Let's try that again. And we'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. They said they'd be here in time for dinner, which means they should be on their way here now.